0: what's up what's up highness queens we are back with another episode of bluntly black girls and this week i got my girl highness queen lolly mariah she is a musician and a conscious cannabis consumption advocate i had to make sure i said that a little slower to make sure i actually got the words out because i'm actually quite high right now so you know um but yeah Lolly Mariah joins me and we talk about quite a bit including being in relationship with cannabis black women supporting other black women how she uses cannabis in her creation process and her performing process my theory about taste buds and smoking and she also gives some really great recommendations Um, in regards to black women in cannabis as well as uh, musicians black women musicians in detroit that you should check out so make sure you check the show notes for those tags because i'm going to include everyone she mentioned in the show notes and yeah we just had a dope ass sister smoke session i hope you guys enjoy it and let's get high So yeah, we can go ahead and just get into it. I love your glasses, by the way. Thank you. Yes. I love the shape. I get the same I don't even know where my glasses are. They should be closer to me because I can't see. But um, oh well, here we are. <laughs> but yeah, I get told I get told that my glasses are shaped like that and they're black, and so I'm they're like, oh, you have your librarian glasses on today. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> I love them. Um and I, now I need to get some in purple.
1: <laughs> yes, you should. Because that's a vibe.
0: Yes. So, is purple your favorite color? Because I've seen a lot of purple on your page.
1: So, fun fact. No. <laughs> um, and the thing is, it's, it's funny because, like, growing up, I hated purple. Absolutely hated. <laughs> Absolutely hated. Don't give me anything purple. I didn't want purple. And then as I started growing into my brand as an artist, I started, like, I was really colorful, but, like, purple was something that, like, stood out. And then as I connected with other businesses or brands or whatever, it was always, like, some purple element. And I was like, this, we're on to something here. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: (laughs) So purple became my overall brand. And now I like it, but I didn't before. But I always say, if a pattern could be a color, then leopard is my favorite color. But since it's not a color, pink is my favorite color.
0: There you go. So I'm assuming you haven't seen Barbie. and uh, I haven't
1: seen
0: it. it yet. Me either. I actually don't plan on seeing it. So, um, But anytime <sighs> I hear somebody, <laughs> for no other reason, it's just not my kind of movie. I may watch it when it comes out. And that would only be because Issa Rae is in it. And yeah. I absolutely stand for her. But otherwise, no, 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 not really my thing. Um, But, like, all the pink lovers are coming out full fucking force for this movie. And I love it. I love to see it. I love to see the self-expression and all of the different, like, memes and stuff you see. And then, like, people really just literally doing everything pink. And it's, of course, on us, it looks good. (laughs) Okay. Yes. Uh, Purple is one of my favorite colors. Purple and red are my two favorite colors. Um, So when I seen all, all over your page, I was like, yes. My royalty sister, yes, <laughs> right there. Here. Um, so let me introduce who's smoking with me today because we we didn't say that. So do you prefer Lolly or the full Lolly Mariah? The
1: full Lolly Mariah.
0: Okay. <laughs> we uh, let me introduce who's uh, came to smoke with me today, and as you heard her say, it is my girl, highness, queen. Lolly mariah i i can't lie and ke- i keep wanting to say Lolly maria like, i know that
1: happens all
0: the time i don't know where okay so it's not i'm like where is this even coming from
1: it's not just you unfortunately.
0: <laughs> uh yeah you know they never get our names right that's why i was like let me be intentional and make sure i say this correctly because i know a name means something
1: yes it does <coughs>
0: <laughs> so, curious, is that your given name or is that your artist name?
1: That, that's a difficult question because it was given to me, but it was not my given name at birth. Ah,
0: okay.
1: Yeah. So, Mariah is my government middle name. Like, that is, like, on paper. Lolly came from my little brother and sister. They couldn't say my name when they were younger, so they started saying Lolly, which just turned into Lolly and I hated it. just like i hated purple clearly things grow on me for some reason so
0: well that's a wonderful thing i mean being i think it really speaks to your growth as a person and like being able to turn things that you once didn't enjoy into something that really is a kind of definition of who you are at least as an artist i think there's a lot of power in that it is Mm -hmm. it really is for me uh
1: lolly means love because of the time that it was given to me my little brother and sister well our whole family was going through quite a bit of trauma at the moment but like they started saying my name more often and for them it was like fun it was playful it was all that so it's like for me Lolly means love and so when I came to terms with that at some point in my life I was like yeah I want this to be my nickname right and I went for it so now like when I get some side eyes from weird thinking people. They're like, oh, Lolly. I'm like, yeah, Lolly.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and You're make sure-
1: nasty. I'm thinking love.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and make sure you get the Mariah. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Uh, wait, so is Lolly like a code word for like a dirty thing or something? Do I just not know this termination? You know, term- I just think
1: people's minds are just, you know, full of wonder. <laughs> and I don't know why they just automatically start thinking about like the most weird things. But it's no. like
0: I guess no. I could see how people would be like lollipop, maybe, and then leave that to like giving head or something, but yeah. I feel like that's a stretch. Like you're really transitory. Like and, leave and it failing. to the
1: old men. Leave it to the old men. They gonna mm. stretch. <laughs> mm. They gonna stretch. To get yes.
0: Whatever they can get out of that. Honestly, when you when you qualify that way, it makes more sense to me. Because yeah, whole mess, whole yes. mess. You really can turn anything dirty, and that's just. I mean, well, there you go. Well, um, you are an artiste. Uh, yes,
1: I a am. Singer.
0: Would musician be the right, like, terminology there? Um, I suppose. All the things musical.
1: Mm-hmm. And
0: we love, I mean, I personally, like, music is, like, my heartbeat. So, and, you know, cannabis keeps me sane. So music and cannabis just very much go together for yes, me. Indeed. As I'm sure, yes, like you said, with you and with many, many other people, um so tell us about your relationship with cannabis.
1: Yeah, so let's talk about it. I'm going to tell you about my first experience a little bit later. Mm-hmm. So, um <laughs> but I did want to share so like I when I first kind of learned I grew up in like a really strict religious environment. So like you hear cannabis is like oh no, that's the devil. Okay. Then when I got to college, things shifted a little bit, and it actually um, ended up being the reason why I wanted to study psychology. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: So, like, for some people, they're like, oh, weed makes you lazy, which it can, depending on the person, you know.
0: (laughs) Yeah, and dependent on the strength. And the strength. Yeah.
1: (laughs) But for me, like, it literally pushed me to study. Like, Mm -hmm. go to school more, what? Right. Yeah. So um, it's always been something that I've thought to be like really interesting how it connected, you know, the mind and body, just the full mind body experience that comes with cannabis, and so um, I've always been intrigued by it. And so even now, like in my cannabis use, I'm I'm very I call it conscious cannabis consumption. I'm not the only person to say it. I originally called it intentional cannabis use. Mm-hmm. Um,
0: that's what but it's like I
1: connect with, like, the plant. I, I like to know what strain I'm taking in. I like to know, like, how much I'm taking in at a time. I like to know how I'm feeling and basing it off of, okay, like, if I feel like this, then maybe I can use a strain today or right now. or like. So I'm, like, really probably more connected than most people with my cannabis uh, consumption and with cannabis in general. And then also um, talking about studying. I actually got a degree, a master's degree in medical cannabis science and therapeutics. Wow. So, like, this is the thing. Like, I understand that people need to have a deeper connection and understanding about the plant and how they can utilize it, um, how they should or shouldn't, how whatever the case is. But, like, I want people to know. I want people to be knowledgeable. And so, because I want others to be knowledgeable, I try my best to become more knowledgeable. I connect with my plant because I really appreciate earth and nature. <laughs> and so, yeah, that's, you know, it's, it's a part of my, my my family, my, my what is it called, plant allies, yeah.
0: <laughs> I love that. I've never heard that before, and I love it. Oh, you haven't? No. Yeah, the, I, my plant allies. I, and, you know, I love plants, period. Uh, I got, like, 40 plants, although I do need to water them. Um, but, yeah, my plant, my, whoa, my plant... Allies because they they help me. They 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 really are. Sometimes I have a bad day and I just stare at my plans, smoke a joint, and think. And it really does help me process whatever it is I'm trying to process. So, okay. yeah, I think um, that is probably one of the best descriptions I've heard in a very long time. Yeah,
1: I'm not the first to say it. I think I heard it someone else say it. I might have heard it at a conference. I don't know. But, like, I really like that term, too. Because mm-hmm. it just... It, it provides, like, a a personified relationship with the right. plant. And I, I think that's pretty cool.
0: Right. Just like when um, you, at first when you said uh, cannabis is a part of my family, that also really kind of hit me in terms of, like, what your relationship is. Because, like you said, it personifies the plant. And it really kind of gives a, a personality, almost, to this, aid that is like literally helping me live life to the fullest and yeah. you know we're always looking for friends i fully believe that we should be your friend so you know why not personify that
1: <laughs> yeah and then like even just like taking that even a step deeper when you're talking about an ally when you're talking about a friend when you're talking about a pilot family member you are Become a little bit more particular about your relationship with them. The care that mm-hmm. you have for them and that they have for you, you understand that, and so you want to make sure that you um, can be helpful to the movement. So you're feeding into it as well as you're allowing it to feed into you, and um, and you don't abuse a friend either. Mm-hmm. So understanding how much, like what that connection looks like between you and your plant ally, whatever that looks like for you. I'm not over here telling people what to do, but you
0: right. know. Right. Whatever and again, I think finding happen- happiness in whatever that term looks like for you, again, as long as you're not hurting others or as long as it's not at the expense of others. I think that's the life goal. Yeah. Yeah. And again, why not do it high? This <laughs> like my exactly my, my lip my motto for life, why not be high while doing interblank <laughs> Yeah.
2: Bad. Um,
0: I love it. I, I, I really love that description and the relationship that you have with cannabis uh makes me feel very seen because I also preach intentionality around cannabis consumption and how you can get so much more. Like you, you're gonna get something out of the plant regardless. Regardless. Because I mean sh- she's just a giver. But
1: it's the giving tree.
0: Yes, but exactly. Um <laughs> But when you're intentional about it, you get so much more. And and first of all, congratulations—a master's in cannabis and psychology. Like that is fucking awesome. I I salute you because one, I am not great in school settings. Um, so you did that shit. A master's is I know is like not no easy feed it's not no short journey so the and to do it in cannabis like it it blows my mind that that's even a thing and it makes me so happy to hear that that's a thing because it should be and to see um the first time that I'm even hearing about it to be from a black woman is just so inspiring so inspiring yes congrats. We don't. take yes, thank go, you. Like a hedge- I
1: literally though would not be here without other Black women in the cannabis spaces mm-hmm. though. Like real talk. Like literally, um, in order for me to get into that program, that master's program, this is when this was during COVID and like Clubhouse was popping, mm-hmm. and like I had to. I was like just on the cannabis, you know, conversations popping in, and I literally just asked at the end of one, I was like, I appreciate this conversation. I also am looking to get into this school, and I would love letters of recommendation in exchange for some type of service I can provide to you. And, well, of course, leave it to a black woman to be like, I got you. Mm-hmm. And so, it mm-hmm. was, Um, her next, she goes by Dr. Kaya, and she has uh, A-Kim, which familiar. I'll bring it up later and I'm going to pull up the actual Um, acronym, because I can't remember off the top of my head. But it's like a science-based, you know, like cannabis forum, I guess you could say. And I just, shout out to black women.
0: Yes, yes, absolutely, fucking Lutely, that is exactly what, because, you know, we are a fucking force. And that's not even, like, the right word, because that doesn't, I don't feel like that encompasses what we are and what we actually bring to the world in the midst of everything being thrown at us. And um, I'm so glad that you say that. And it's just more proof positive. Like I am absolutely, one of the biggest points of this uh, podcast is to demolish the narrative that black women can't work together. That black Mm -hmm. women can't um, bring each other up with them. It's not true. They only show you the opposite of that. Because it's not to say that it doesn't happen where things just don't work out. And it's not to say that even in situations where they don't work out, that it was malicious or anything like that. But that's what they show you, or that's the, the picture they paint, even if that's not what it really is. And so we are here to demolish, destigmatize all of that. And so I very yeah. much appreciate you giving that shout out, because somebody else is going to hear that. And one, they're going to be like, I'm going to do that for somebody else. I'm yeah. gonna be that step, that that hand down to pull you up for somebody else, or they're gonna be that somebody else is going to be bold enough to ask for help. And as someone who really struggles with hyperindependency, I know how hard it is sometimes to ask for help. And you did that shit in a very public way, and look where you're at now. Yeah. Look where you're at now, like, 'cause I'm I, like. Oof. I, I always, and I say this probably every episode, I know my listeners are sick of hearing, me, hearing this, but I am always so intrigued by how much I learn about people because I really do be doing my Googles and stuff. Like, I be doing my researches. And I I would have never known that you did all that and that you had a master's. That's just very, very, very beautiful. Um. So... I, I, t- I took a hit to congratulate you and, and to uh, celebrate the camaraderie there. Um, so now, uh, let's talk about real quick what we're smoking. Uh, did you want to go Ew. first or do you want me to go first?
1: <clears throat> um, Let's see. I guess I could go. I could go first. All right. Okay, so... <clears throat> First, I must say, I am smoking the finest truffle cake. <laughs> this comes from Colexium, which is a Detroit-grown and black woman-owned cannabis brand. Okay. I am one of the ambassadors, actually. And I love them so much. Um, but this is an indica-dominant weed strain. So it's a genetic cross between Gorilla Butter, F2, and Pancakes.
0: Mm. see and you so, know all i know like surface information you got all the information
1: <laughs> <laughs> listen
0: I, I told so rebecca is the ceo um and by the way i i do know who you're talking about and that may be how i found you is through their page but yeah i i we may have to talk later because i would love to get them on the podcast yeah love love, love.
1: Yeah. I think that'll be a grand idea, and see, I can text
0: them and let them know. Oh, <laughs> uh, don't you just love it when a plan comes together? You know. So, you know so readers, saying? stay tuned because we are going to get Detroit's uh, black woman owned uh, uh, dispensary on the podcast. I'm, I know I'm just saying things because, you know, we ain't even talked to them, but this is me manifesting. Yeah. We're manifesting
1: it. Yeah. I think it, it's very tangible. Like, I yeah. feel like this should happen. I just mm-hmm. feel like there's no reason for it not to happen. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So if it doesn't happen, it just really wasn't meant to be, y'all.
0: But, yeah. like... <laughs> but you know what? I, or it wasn't meant to be right now, maybe. Right now. Yeah.
1: Right, 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 yeah, yeah. right,
0: Cause, right. Because, you know, I, I absolutely... this. I have a, a, a feeling deep down in my soul this plant is going to take me many, many places. And so Detroit's on that list. So it may not be right now, but yes, I'm manifesting that. I would love to have them on, um, and talk to them about building that brand and just like all the stuff they went go through, went through, and the successes all that. Oh, amazing. Um, but I'm sorry, I cut you off. What you smoking? <laughs>
1: oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So no, nah, no, nah, that was good. That was good. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, nah, it's tr- it's truffle cake. So you know, it's a really nice like chestnutty flavorish. You know. I always
0: um, get my flavors wrong. You
1: know, it's like it's the same thing with like whiskey drinkers. They'll be like, "Oh, this has a yeah, right touch of
0: <laughs> right vanilla." And like, <laughs> right, and I'm like, "Where do you get that from? It tastes like alcohol. <laughs> like I, I got none of that." <laughs> but I keep saying I'm gonna. I'm, I really want to get to the point where I can taste those flavors. But I also feel that I smoke joints a lot, so. Maybe my taste buds are just like burnt off. <laughs> it's it's a theory in my head.
1: It's a theory. Yeah, right. <laughs> theory. I can't tell you if it's true or not, but no? it, it does sound like a, quite an interesting theory. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. I just because, because you know, like, uh, like cigarette smokers, like when they stop smoking, they can they can taste their food again, Or mm. they're like, wow, this t-, because the the hot air, I guess, or hot smoke isn't, like, burning their taste buds every day. And so you would think that it would be the same with cannabis. I mean, all those cigarettes have a whole lot of fucking chemicals in it. Um, but, you know, it sounds good.
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, but see, that just makes me think, like, that would, that would mean that the smoke that you're inhaling, though, would be, like, burning your tongue. And I don't feel like that mm-hmm. smoke is that hot. Well, maybe. It depends on, like, what's the burning point of a tongue. <laughs> <laughs> and this is what this truffle cake makes you do, okay? <laughs> I just wanted to let you know. This is what the truffle cake will make you do. We have a deep-ass conversation about, about,
0: tongues. <laughs> and taste
1: about tongues
0: and taste buds. dude yeah. see you what speak- I'm saying? Is- super random, but like, I had this teacher in high school, my Spanish teacher, she had the longest tongue I've ever seen in my life. (laughs) Like, and it was so weird. It's like, one day she was trying to tell us something i don't remember what it was but she's like yeah well at least you don't have a really long tongue oh i think it was right because what kind of comeback is that right it was related (laughs) because i was saying how like i couldn't get my tongue pierced or i could but it would look stupid because my tongue is really short and so it'd be it would have to be like at the very tip of my tongue and she's like yeah but mine is like super fucking long and we're like what (laughs) <laughs> she, I swear to God that her tongue rolled out of her mouth like a lizard like it like literally rolled out of her mouth I'm pretty sure she could touch the bottom of her chin it was crazy it was the craziest oh, thing I've sorry. ever seen yeah but was that, I that like look. the
1: mask remember the mask on the yeah
0: mask? exactly <laughs> like that exactly like that it was so shocking that what 17 years later I still fucking remember the shit yeah Life moments right there when your teacher tells you she's got a fucking lizard tongue.
1: That's crazy.
0: Yeah. Anyways, that sounds amazing. <laughs> yep. It got us talking about tongues, so you know I really have to get out to Detroit just so I can try. I don't know if I'll do the indica dominant because I try and stay away from indica. Um, okay,
1: so this is this is indica dominant, so yeah.
0: Because I'd be.
1: But I'm relaxing at home, you know, like I'm yeah. really calm right now. So because they have different effects mm-hmm. lines and stuff. So they have, like, chill, calm, create. So this is calm. So, like, you
0: know. Yeah. Calm. I was going to say, so, because I, you know, I've noticed the movement towards, or, or the movement away from classifying things as sativa, hybrid, indica, and mm-hmm. more towards the effect that it gives you. So, like you said, uh, chill, create, whatever. Um is that how you guys typically do things out uh, out in Detroit? It's more about the effect than whether or not it's a true sativa or... Because, you no, know, I hear everything is no technically wish. a hybrid at this point.
1: Yeah, no, everything... Okay, first of let Okay, so hold on. Let's actually clear the air. I'm about to say something like... Sorry, guys. I'm just going to blow your mind a little bit. Um, everything is indica. There's sativa... There's <laughs> cannabis sativa, cannabis indica. And technically... Cannabis sativa refers to the hemp plant that does not have high THC value. Mm-hmm.
0: That makes sense. Or at least I, it makes sense in that it would be something different. Um, yeah,
1: technically. But we got used to like using the terms indica right. and sativa because it just made it easy for us to pro- mentally process this makes me feel this way, this makes me feel this way. And like, there's a distinct enough you know, feeling
0: like right. you know what it is. Right. But so. if you're going... And I think that's why people are moving away from that kind of, like, classification because it's really much deeper than that. Like, you can... And like you said, if everything at the base is in terms of science, what the plant is, is indica, then you're really not describing... Hmm. I'm trying to think of how to say this better. Um... You may not be using the right strain for the what you're trying to what you're trying to do. so yeah. I'm struggling to say words <laughs> make thoughts. so I love all that and I uh, you keep teaching me things, and I would like to try what is it called? What was that? What was the strain called? Oh, truffle cake. Truffle cake. See, <laughs> I was sitting here, and my mouth wanted to say truffle butter. And I was like, no. <laughs> no, no, no. That does not feel right. Uh, yeah, truffle no. cake. Uh, that's not, it sounds tasty and probably something I would do, like, if I knew I didn't have anything else to do for the day. because any type of body high, and I'm, like, pretty much done. Yeah. Nothing else has happened that day. So, what am I, what am I smoking? I am smoking something. Something.
1: Yes. <laughs> Very much something. Yes.
0: <laughs> so descriptive, right?
1: You know, extremely.
0: <laughs> um this is beyond blueberry from Wonderbread. Um I went to LA a couple weeks weekends ago and shopped at all of the dispensaries spent way too much money um but wonder Bread is one of my favorite brands so i was like i have to go in here um and my friend was telling me about this one and she said it's really like it's a hybrid and kind of more of like a social high but also gives you a little bit of creativity i would agree with that um so yeah i have that in a j and then right when we started i took this these tabs these sublingual tabs um and it's called Power Trip. Uh and they're they're quite great. I pretty I really enjoy them. This is also something I got down in LA and so I'm like, I need to find that here at home because it's like the perfect social high. Gotcha. Yeah. And so I was like, this will be good. This is a nice time to have a social high when we're just sitting here chatting and you know, smoking.
1: What's the milligram? Does it have milligram content?
0: Yeah, so one... 10 milligrams per tab.
1: Okay, that sounds about right. Yeah. So I'm starting to realize 10 milligrams is a good amount for, like, just the really, like... Like, very... When I say very subtle, like, very subtle, very functional high. So, like, that's what I've been noticing for most people, um at least those who more consciously consume and are aware of their body and their feelings as it relates to it. But, like, that's what I've been noticing is 10 milligrams is that. But it's more likely if you do the 10 milligrams, if you're, like, a smoker or, like, you actually are a cannabis consumer more frequently, you're probably going to do something else, like smoke a blunt with it. Or, like, you know... Right. You know, in a few hours, get something else. Right. Because it's really, like... <coughs> it's like a nice it's, little way.
0: Right. It's enough to tell <laughs> that you... Are high, but not to, like, impair judgment. hmm Yeah, so the first time I tried them, I was right. like, I'm a G. I, I'm a dude, too. And I didn't die, thank God. Um, but it was definitely, I was like, okay, this is a lot, and I probably don't need anything else for a little bit. But then I was also going to a cannabis event, so I was like, Jasmine, this was dumb. 'Cause you're gonna smoke, you're gonna be in a room full of like people hot but like you're gonna get more hot. So I was pretty fucking high the first time I did these. But um I've also had worse experiences with edibles or like the capsules, so I was like, Okay, it's not too bad to where I'm like, I'm never doing two again. But it was definitely a trip, a, a power trip. <laughs> so Oh
1: wow.
0: Yeah. But the, the 10 milligrams one tab is like a really, I found that's, a, like you said, a really good, at the very least, starting ground. And then I'll wait like maybe 30, 45 minutes. And if it either hasn't kicked in or it has, but it's like not hitting like I want it to, then I'll probably do another one. But I've learned wait, <laughs> give the, the edible some time. <laughs> Because Mm -hmm. even though you think you're not there, you might Uh be, like, and then shit goes downhill real fast. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah, real fast. Yes, indeed. (laughs) I I feel like I have stories.
0: (laughs) Girl, I've been, I'm not as much on edibles because I know that I don't dose them very well. And there's been too many times where I'm like, bitch, this is wrong. (laughs) You did this wrong again. So, yeah, definitely feel that. Um, Well, that's dope. We're smoking some dope shit. Um, And again, I love the intentionality behind what we both chose to make sure that we're in a good space for this recording. So thanks for that. Um, Before we get into the rest of the show, I always like to check in with my guests um, because mental health is extremely important to me. And sometimes we just need somebody to say, how are you doing? Are you doing okay? And so, yeah, I want to check in on you. How's your mental health? How's your, I know it's only Monday, but how's your week been? And, um, yeah, all that good stuff.
1: Well, thank you for asking, because I think sometimes you ask somebody that question, and they're like, what? Yeah. Nothing wrong with me? Right. Chill out. <laughs> <laughs> just want to make sure you good. It's, yeah. my due diligence. But, um. Exactly. Yeah, I just want to no, check um, in, girl right you know that's it I don't want to do too much um but yeah no I my mental health I'm I'm in a pretty decent space right now I feel like I'm consistently challenged it's, it's something oh yes it's something every day there is something else to like battle with a little bit but like I've been really winning over you know my obstacles yes i have mm-hmm. been overcoming obstacles and i've been like you know winning over like the negativity that's in my own mind like i've mm-hmm. been doing a pretty good job this week so we're far as of monday and
0: <laughs> <laughs> hey you gotta start somewhere
1: <laughs> yesterday was a say t- nah, no yeah. um i had my challenges yesterday too but like mm-hmm. i think i'm doing pretty good so i'm grateful for that I- i'm in a good space i want to be here um I wanna be here tomorrow, so we. I think we're doing good. How about you though? Well, how is your mental? You know what I'm saying? Like I just you asked me, I gotta
0: ask you now. Right, and I appreciate that. Well, first, let me say I'm glad to hear that all is well over there. Um, every day is always a challenge, but you gotta find the the good, and it sounds like that's what you're, what you're trying to focus on. Ch- ch- uh, controlling those negative thoughts, girl. That's, like, real work. Like, like, that's real work. I should be getting paid to do this shit because, my God. So I, I congratulate you on making it through that and doing all those things so that you can progress to where you wanted to go. And then to answer your question, I've, I this week has been a test um, in patience and controlling anger if I'm just going to be 100% transparent um and there are situations that i think i could have handled better um in terms of letting somebody provoke me to have a reaction that i no longer want to have mm-hmm. um and so i still feel very good you know about what this the situation but I also feel really good because I don't think I would have been able to step back and say, okay, this is where I could have done better a year ago. Right. And, like, that type of accountability and reflection is something that's super important to me in the people that is around that are around me. Um, and... holding myself accountable in that way made me really feel like, okay, we're progressing. <laughs> because you're, you're, I think people have a tendency to expect out of others what they don't even do themselves. And that's something that I want to be better at. And mm-hmm. so this situation helped me really be like, okay, that was, that was you putting into practice what you're asking other people And so it felt really good to have that moment. Like even though we're talking, I was I was saying this is what I should have done better. This is where I I went wrong. Like it still felt really good to be able to have that reflective moment. So, I would say my mental health is actually doing very well on the other side of said argument that I had. Um, And I kind of am like I've been patting myself a little bit on the back this last few days because I'm like you didn't go nuclear, and and you reflected on the situation. Like, are, are we an adult? Are, is that what we're trying to be? Like, That's what it sounds like. Yes. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. This
1: sounds like healing. You know yes, exactly. Like growing.
0: Exactly, and that's really what it felt like in the moment. And I think I've been on this journey of trying to heal and trying to grow and be who I am and what that means for me. And I think this was one of those moments where I was like, oh this is it this is it like showing like this is me this is the work coming into play and I did well like I passed the test Um. so yeah that's where my mental health is at my mind has been at lately like oh shit you you, you can be an adult <laughs> even though we still don't want to pay these bills but you know everything else <laughs> Um. yeah So that is just, uh, that was fun. Um, And I'm, again, glad to hear that your mental health is doing well. Um, Likewise, likewise. And speaking of that, I'd like to get into our high blessings. So part of mental health, at least in my mind, is self-care and speaking to us, to ourselves positively. And speaking over ourselves positively. And so why not do that high? So this is the part of the show where we take a hit and say our affirmations for the day or what we want to manifest. Um, you went first on the, uh, what are we smoking? So I'll go ahead and go first on this one. And actually this, hmm, I don't know if it's necessarily affirmation or manifestation, but it kind of feels more like a prayer, a request. Um, I was listening to the Angie Martinez show, her interview with Glorilla, and she said, um, something that really, I was like, yes, that's what I want. So my manifestation or my, my high blessing from courtesy of Glorilla is God, please remove every obstacle in my life that is stopping me from where I want to go. And I was like, yes. That's what I want. Like, I know that there are things that I don't even see as ob- obstacles that he knows ain't meant for me to be be with me on this journey that I'm going. And I'm just, I'm ready for those things to be removed so that I can reach where I'm trying to go, let go of the baggage, let go of, if it's people, if it's uh, situations, if it's old ideas that no longer serve me, whatever it is, whatever those obstacles are, I just pray that you remove those so that I can get where, where I want to go and also where, where God wants me to go because I realize that uh, what we want and what we need may not be the same thing. Um, mm-hmm. And so I just pray that I am able to get where I am supposed to go. So that is my high blessing. And I'm going to smoke to that. And then go ahead and you give us your eye blessing, ma'am. You know,
1: I've been thinking on this for a second. And um, the first thing that came to me, I might, let's just see how it flows out. <clears throat> I am as hot as the sun or as cold as the ice. And either way, I am worthy of my life.
0: Yeah. I love that. (laughs) I love that.
1: Okay. That's all I'm saying. That that, that just comes from a space of, like, understanding that no matter who you are, you know what I'm saying, there's going to be polar opposites, whatever you think, it don't matter. You are worthy of living and, like, really enjoying each day and finding happiness in each moment that you are here. Like mm-hmm. you, ever, no matter what you did, you know. No matter what your background is, you literally are worthy of life. That's why you're here, because <laughs>
2: mm-hmm.
1: you are now live life and make sure you provide a space for others to be able to live their life as well, all like right. with that same compassion and respect. That's all I'm saying.
0: I love That's that. My and I especially love maybe the Leo yes. in me, um, <laughs> and it's my season. Uh, But the the first, very first line, I'm hot as the sun, like, I have to remind myself that sometimes. (laughs) Like, you really have to remind yourself, like, you that bitch. (laughs) Like, no matter what they say, you that bitch. And so that, like, I love everything you said, but I think that line really, really kind of hit me. So I I appreciate you sharing that uh, with us. That was very beautiful. The, the poet in you came out first. Yeah. Yes, I love it. Um, that felt really good. Um, yeah. I am high, I am highly affirmed. <laughs> and yes. I think we can get into this blunt talk now, since we're talking about poetry and, and, and artistry and all that, even though you have, that is still so just so beautiful to me, an uh, educated black woman who also got a a voice from God. <laughs> like, just a beautiful, beautiful gift. And so, um, I think you really embody what I deem, or what I call, high artistry. Like, highly ele- elevated, high in the sense of we smoking some trees, and just that, like, real, like, top-tier shit. You know? Yeah. Yeah. So, again... Um, you're a performer. You're a singer. Uh, I believe you're also a songwriter, yeah. uh, curator of dope ass events. I saw that you put together um, an event for Juneteenth, oh, yeah. um, and sang the Black National Anthem beautifully. Might I add? Thank you. Yeah, you do. You do all the things. You do I, all. The I things. like
1: to. I like. I like doing as much as I possibly can. Yes.
0: <laughs> Keep, I always say I'd rather be busy than bored.
1: Like, yeah. Like, but there then, are
0: times when I do need to rest and right. and all that. But, at like, in totality, when you look at the bigger picture, I'd rather be booked than bored and broke.
2: Yeah.
0: <laughs> um, so I wanted to talk about uh, breaking into the industry, the music industry, following your art- artistic passions, Um, and just grinding really hard as a black woman in this space. Um, So tell us your story. Uh, Like, how did you get started? When did you decide, like, yo, I'm going to put my stuff out there and people are going to love it?
1: Yeah. So um, let's see. I've been singing since I was able to sing. So music has always been something that's just, Been in my nature, my uncle was a jazz pianist, and my mama always listened to jazz music on the radio and like everything. So it's just like it really framed my music. And then I was in school. When I was in school, I was always in choirs and everything, but it was at one point I was in high no no I was in college, and my aunt, my family friend, my mama's friend, um, she hired somebody that I knew that I went to high school with for some event to perform. And in my head, I said, (laughs) Ma'am. Me. Me. You know me, right? So then I realized, I said, Oh, my family don't know that I do this for real? Period. Okay. So I started doing this for real. Like, Mm -hmm. I was like, no, I got to. So, I had my first open mic that I went to was my last semester of college when I was um, in Michigan. So, I went to Howard for two years, and I went to Michigan State for the last two years. Okay. So, so last semester, I did some singing at Howard, but that wasn't my first. Oh, no. My first open mic was at Howard. Anyway. Boom. Moving forward. Then I went to New Orleans. And New Orleans, I was like, okay... I wanted to go somewhere where I was really going to be in a place where I could fall more in love with music than I already was. Mm-hmm. Um, plus, my mom's side of the family is from Lake Charles, Louisiana. Anyway, so I was like, let me go to New Orleans. I went to New Orleans, and I really started getting activated more in the music there. Like, I was at open mics all the time. I um, I was doing as many as events as I could. I was popping up everywhere. And, um, people really took me in and I started collaborating and like (coughs) all of that. So it really was building up for me. So most of my career, not most of my career, it's about even now, but like the foundation of my career honestly was in New Orleans, which is why it's like my second home, which is why I'm going back there for a little while in September. But yeah.
0: Are you moving back there or are you just going to visit for a long period of time?
1: You know, I'm a nomad. And so what I find is, I don't know, I'll feel when I need to leave.
0: (laughs) Um, I love that you're so in tune with yourself, though. Like, honestly, that's something that I'm very envious of people for, like, to be so in tune with your emotions and with your, your spirit that it's like, I don't have to set a return date. Because I know that my body and my mind and my spirit are gonna tell me, okay, now it's time to move on, wherever that may be. Like that is such a gift. Um, so I, I I say I say that to say I love that for you. <laughs> Thank you.
1: Thank you. But yeah, yeah, that's how I got started with my career. It all started with that, and I've been doing quite a bit ever since. So.
0: Right. Do you um when you moved down to New Orleans, because, I mean, that's, like, that's a big uh, uh, market, especially for live music, singers, and stuff like that. So did you find that transition was difficult, um, breaking into that kind of uh, community, or especially as a black woman? Because I know I hear, like, Nashville, yeah, that it's really, really hard to make it as a black woman. And mind you, this is very anecdotal, so I have no idea if this is true. I just want to preface that, right? But you know, you hear stuff through the grapevine that, uh, because it's country music town, that's not supposed to be our music, so breaking out right. there is actually really hard as a black woman singer or songwriter. Did you find that? in um new orleans
1: to be honest um new orleans is such a diverse space like it's a chocolate city too so (laughs) you know um that was never really an issue um as far as for me and quite frankly i found myself putting i put myself in the communities that are most accepting anyway Mm -hmm. so like I was always, I, sometimes I was in the hood, you know, sometimes I was in the hood, and that's what it is, and then, you know, mm-hmm. most times I was in the hood, but <laughs> it was the community that, that mm-hmm. I was around that allowed me to uh, excel, so, like, when I started doing my open mics and stuff that I had, like, I was still able to, as a black woman, I was still able to, to put on those productions, um, because I had the support of people there who looked just like me. Mm-hmm. So we all were. I feel like they always say New Orleans people always say it's like crabs in a barrel and like everybody's always pulling each other down. And I can see that sometimes, but that's with that's anywhere. Like the mm-hmm. right community will support you. And then when they stop supporting you, it's because it's time to move on to something else at the moment and they will be right back. They will be there to support you. You know what I'm saying? So, mm-hmm. like,
0: yeah, like you said, building that community matters and like making sure you're in. Uh, a community that is going to accept you as you and not be like you're the token black girl or you are just here to fill a quota. Like, nobody wants to feel like that. You want to go somewhere where you feel like people really care about you and about your goals and your passions and how they can either help you get there or how y'all can get there together. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love to hear that that's the type of community that you found down there, again, because they say that community is not out there. Like you said, people from New Orleans will tell you themselves, oh, it's a a crab in a barrel type of mentality out here. And that always makes me so sad. It makes me so sad because I'm like, we don't have to climb over each other. We can help each other. And we're going to get there as a group so much faster than as individuals. Not to say Mm -hmm. that individuals won't make it. You will. But one, what are you going to have to do to get there first? Like, What are you willing to compromise in terms of your integrity, your values, your morals to get there just to say you got there first? And then on top of that, you get up there first. You up there alone. Mm
1: We ain't got no friends.
0: Everybody wants friends. Like, Who you celebrating you getting there with, right? right? And so it makes me so sad to hear that, but... Like you said, that's not the whole story. Like, there's more to the story than that, and um, you just have to find those people who also are like-minded, who know that we can do this together. If I can help you, great. If you can help me, great. But there ain't only one spot at the top. There's, like, a whole bunch. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't even want to put a number on it because there's, like, so many. Yeah. Um So what is what what does the process look like for you, like when you are getting ready to write a song or sing or perform? Like, what does that whole process look like for you?
1: All right, well that's a a couple different processes. Let's see, when writing a song, the process could be really different. I could have a life experience that makes me think about one thing, and I hum that thing, and I'm like, oh, okay. Then I hold on to it, and I start writing more, and I just keep adding more and more and more until I have something full. Um, Or writing a song might look like I'm literally just freestyling whatever ideas I have, and maybe I have a beat, maybe I don't. But when I do have a beat, I might be able to record something, either on my phone or on my computer or somewhere, And then eventually I have, you know, a full idea. Um, Sometimes songwriting looks like literally me sitting down and actually like I'm going to write, which doesn't actually happen as much as the other ones, (laughs)
2: Mm
1: -hmm. (laughs) which I feel like I need to write more. Um, But yeah, I have that. And then, okay, when it comes to performing. So when I perform, I like to get my set together beforehand, of course. Um, but, like, I like to know the flow. So, in my head, I create, like, my own playlist. And I create them on Spotify sometimes, too, whenever I have a show. So, like, I'll put it on Spotify. I'm like, this is the list of the songs I'm going to sing. This is how I want it to flow. And then, like, I practice it and I feel it out. And then, eventually, I'm like, okay, yes, this is it. And then, um, I go to my show and I perform it. And it's usually pretty lit.
0: Have you ever, like to do a performance and like technology was just like not fucking with you that day Mm -hmm. yeah i feel like that.
1: singing through it like yeah singing through it can be so difficult because you're like you just gotta make sure you stay on it the whole time and then figure out how to land because clearly we are crashing (laughs) (laughs) so (laughs) that's that's pretty much it um, there's been times where, like, the music didn't work. I had to go a cappella or I had to, like, do a different set or, like, whatever. Things have happened like that. The one thing I absolutely hate the most, which I just, I realize I'm paying dues until I, get, I start getting paid enough to be able to pay a sound engineer. But, like, the one thing I hate is when my microphone is, like, not loud enough. Like, if I don't have a monitor and I can't hear myself, mm-hmm. it's the worst thing ever because it's hard for me to, like... I think I have near perfect pitch. I can't be like, that's an A, that's a B. But like I can like, I know exactly what I need to hear and how I need to sing it. But if I can't hear myself, then it's like...
0: You don't know. Just keep going.
1: So you're yeah. going off of muscle memory because you can't hear anything.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So it's like, it, it, it's so much. That's probably the worst thing, the worst thing that ever happens with tech. Oh I can God.
0: imagine. Like, <laughs> I know people tell tell me all the time, they're like, you talk so loud. And I was like... Yeah, maybe, but it's because I talk so I can hear myself. Right. And so I can imagine trying to sing and perform and not being able to hear yourself. Like, that's probably super disorienting, too. Like, am I really doing this right? Is that right? Especially when you're singing, and like you said, like, things need to be at such a a perfect pitch that it's like, man, how am I even tracking this? But the show must go on. That's when
1: you have to... (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> that's what <Right>. they're doing <laughs> holding the ear. <laughs> that's that's what's happening because they
1: can't hear themselves.
0: Yeah, that's that's crazy. Fun I, facts. I fully <laughs> believe that the robots are uh, gonna take over the world, and <laughs> how they do that is at like the beginning stages is them just fucking with all technology and like especially people who like you know know their shit who like have master degrees in fucking cannabis. They're coming after us first. Technology hates me. I think they hate me because I know. Like, I know y'all coming. But if you got a message, they're always going to fuck with you. Yeah. Whether it's the devil or the robots, if you got a message to give, they're going to fuck with you.
1: And that's facts.
0: Yeah. Yes, yes, that yes. That is
1: facts indeed.
0: Um, so now you're back in Detroit. That's where you're from, right? Yeah,
1: I'm originally from Detroit.
0: Do you find that um, you were able to find that same type of community that you found in New Orleans in Detroit? Or that same type I, of support?
1: I had to search for it. Mm-hmm. It was not easy to find at first. But mm-hmm. I did eventually. And it's cool. It's, it's, it feels good now. But, you know, it's, if you're not a right, if you're not around the right people, like, it's going to feel like there's no community because those people are not community oriented or they just aren't aligned with your values and now you you know you can't find community so like find your community it's there i promise you your community is there (laughs) Mm -hmm. it just give it some time give it some effort it's there so
0: that's that's what i'm hearing from you you know it took a while but i found it to me that sounds like dedication and effort like unfortunately especially again when it comes to uh black women in the industry a lot of people have that crabs in the barrel mindset so finding a community that does not have that is going to take some actual work and digging and building you know networks and relationships with people who may or may not be part of that community like you sometimes you gotta go through what does it say you gotta kiss a lot of frogs before you find the prince or something, which you know, mm-hmm. there's so much wrong with that statement, but whatever. Um, I'm that goes frogs, though. Look, look, <laughs> look. Um, but the sentiment goes for your community as well. Sometimes you meet somebody and you interact with them over a period of time, and then eventually you find maybe they're not the that's not the community you really want to be in. That's perfectly yeah. fine. Uh-huh. Uh, learning a lesson is still beneficial and that it lesson is. doesn't have to be bad it could just be this person is not right for me and that's nothing against you or them and i think um having the perseverance to continue to look for your community even if you are not finding them right away is uh courageous because i'm looking for mine and i you know how many times i just want to be like you know what i'm gonna go back my whole <laughs> I'm going to just I'm going to just go back to watching Netflix and smoking by myself.
1: <laughs> right.
0: But you got to keep pushing.
1: Yeah, you got to keep going.
0: Yeah. And and um that leads to like what else I wanted to talk about is like just grinding hard and like keeping that perseverance especially in the music industry like there's so much talent in this world that being discovered is actually very difficult. (laughs) And, but that doesn't take away from your talent. Mm -hmm. And I think that is something that's really hard for um, some people to, to handle or maybe deal with is like understanding like you got to grind. Again, especially as a black woman, we have to grind 10 times harder than anybody else just so that we can get a foot in the door how do you deal with having to be better than maybe somebody else just because you are a black woman
1: if they comparing me to anybody we got an issue
0: so mm-hmm. that
1: don't even matter <laughs> mm-hmm. cause they crazy cause they already know how I'm coming so now <laughs>
0: yeah, look I love the I love that
1: <laughs> no but but also like you know I don't really care because I'm still either way I'm working as much as I want to work mm-hmm. to do what where to get where I need to go and I know what how much effort I have to put into it and I know what I have to do and if you know that's the thinking I don't want you to choose me anyway because our, our values are not aligned anyway if you have to pick and choose based off of race our values aren't aligned anyway i'm not really I, i'm not doing this because i care for like how off the industry could sometimes function i'm doing this because this is like my outlet this is something that i'm connected to this is something i want people to find value in so if i gotta work harder to get a certain level i'm not worried about that level because i'm gonna get where i need to go
0: I love that the end destination is what you have in mind, not necessarily. Plus, ain't no stopping
1: me. What? Right.
0: Like, not necessarily. (laughs) Better yet, not following somebody else's definition of what successful is and how to get there and like defining it for yourself and saying, I'm going to get there regardless. Let me just define what that is and then let's get there.
1: Okay.
0: I love that. I love that you you are so inspirational. (laughs) Like truthfully, like just very inspirational, very uplifting. Your music is very inspirational and uplifting, Um, and it just really made me feel like you center on love, self love, um, self care, and like you said, telling yourself that you are enough in a a very beautiful singing voice. Um, where do you, what do you think inspires you? What what gives you those words and those feelings in the moment um, of being creative?
1: Um, I would say life itself. Um, life itself is like really inspirational to me because it's like it's so many elements. It's it's so many things that are interconnected. Like the birds affect the. the the number of bugs in the ground and the grass like it's abundant you got you don't even know how many blades of grass it is and you have like it's like you know it's so life is so amazing or even like our stories in life and the things that we've experienced like that's the thing that comes to me when i'm like getting ready to write or create something and um the other thing that influences me would be my probably my spirituality um I very much take pride in the fact that, like, I am such an open person and understanding and connected person, and I value all people's walks of life and faith systems. And for me in particular, I practice Buddhism, but, like, I have a very strong, very, very strong um, appreciation for African spiritualities, and um, and I appreciate that. I appreciate the culture. So it's like... I look at that and I can learn from the wisdom of different doctrines. And that comes, like, the words sometimes will flow to me based off of what I've learned from that, from my spiritual journey. And so, like, the my most recent project, Permission the Lollygag, where I talked a lot about, like, loving yourself and all that stuff. And, like, um, that was just really, like, you know what? Before I put out any other type of music, which I always tell a story and I always reflect it's, it's always reflective somehow but like before I put out anything else I need to put out a, a project that is like so inspirational and encouraging for people like and relatable easily relatable like with my song mirror love like looking in the mirror watching my face brush my teeth like relatable songs so that people can really connect with themselves and find their find their own peace find their own happiness enjoy life reflect on life you know Mm-hmm.
0: I said a lot to say that but <laughs> Oh don't worry, I did the same thing. Yeah. No, and I think you said it very well. Um, you can definitely tell that your spirituality is very connected to your music. Um it just has, at least for me, like this very calming, reassuring vibe. Um, that is like I think is something that needs to be out in the world. I think any self-expression, again, that is not hurting or harming someone else is something that should be in the world.
1: And
0: mm-hmm. I love that your version of that is is beautiful to my ears. So, you know, and um, I think everyone struggles with loving themselves. Um, at some point in their life. And so it's so important to have somebody telling you, like, hey, that's okay. And, like, be, even more than that's okay, like, you should love yourself. And this these are ways that you can do that. And, like yeah. like you said, be super relatable so that when people don't feel like this is something they can do, um, i trying to think of a song. Like, what's a song by somebody who's, like, super famous? about self-care. I don't know. Say Beyonce. I'm sure she has a song about loving yourself. Sometimes Mm -hmm. those people are so famous that it still feels like really far away. Like, I can't do that. Like, she's Beyonce. Like, Beyonce can do that because she's Beyonce. But to hear it from somebody who is so much more connected and close to to a regular, everyday person, Mm -hmm. I think can hit so much more impactfully sometimes. And so the work that you're doing and the work that you're putting out there is so important and so valuable, Um, not only because it's, you know, you putting yourself out there, but because somebody else needs to hear it. Like, there's quite a few somebody else's that are going to hear your music and just be like, oh, I get it now. I can go do that shit because she's doing it. So why can't I? And, you know, and just believe in themselves. And I think that's really beautiful and a great mission in life. Um, So we've talked about a lot of good things. What are some of the struggles that you have faced um, getting into the industry, getting into the music communities that maybe you didn't think were going to be things you had to actually deal with until they actually popped up and you're like, oh, this is thing yeah
1: um hmm well one I would say is it's 420 one I would say is how do I want to put this especially in Detroit it's not always about talent
0: it's about clout. Mhm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh I agree. Not just in music but in a lot of things. It's about how many social media followers you have or how good you look on social media and you know these very tailored images of what your life looks like.
1: Mhm.
0: I I fully understand that. <laughs> And see why that could be a big challenge.
1: If you think about it this way, I relate everything in Detroit to film culture, okay? I'm just gonna (laughs) say. But, it's like, it's that that gaudy, flashy, like, you gotta look a certain way, you gotta present (laughs) yourself a certain way. And so that's, it kind of translates also into clout in other ways. Like, you just have to be that person, that most well-known, that, like, people like big, 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 everything, you know? So... A lot of some I found it sometimes hard to kind of maneuver in the industry because of that, however, that's not my community, and when I focus on my community, then I'm good, so it's also it was just realizing that um, so that was one the struggle. The other struggle I would say was myself um I was probably one of my biggest struggles because I oftentimes, okay, so like I, I'm not the best at memorizing music. (laughs) I just told you a secret. So, (laughs) so when you're in an industry that wants you to sing a lot of covers, Mm -hmm. like in New Orleans, there's a lot of (laughs) opportunities to sing a lot of covers. Right. It just was like eh.
0: <laughs> Yeah. You
1: know, and it's like, but I want to be me. I want to create my music, and that's why I think it was good for me to go to Detroit for a little while anyway. But back to the point. That was one of the things. So it's like when you're strong, when you're not as strong in what's necessary to kind of survive in that musical environment. That's that's what, what my struggles are. So it's a How challenge. do you
0: how did you or how do you if that is still a struggle for you like how do you deal with that do you just go somewhere else where they don't want you to do covers or like what's the
1: yeah so what I I kind of did that but also like I started to better connect with the songs that I sing so like instead of always focusing on like I have to sing this song because they like this or they like this. I just focus on like what type of songs do I like? What do what what songs do I already know the words to? And that's kinda how I navigate that space. Every once in a while though there is a classic, I'm like, okay, I gotta learn it. Like I got at some point I need to learn that. Um, but yeah, most of the time I just do what I connect with. Like if I can connect with the song, like it tell my story or like I I just love it.
0: I'm going to learn the words. Mm-hmm. So. I love that how your response is not to 100% just like never do covers again, but how you pivot and find a way that makes it work for you. Like, okay, I'm having trouble remembering these songs I really don't give a shit about, or I really maybe even don't like. So let me find the ones that do, and that's going to make it easier for me to remember them. Like, mm-hmm. finding ways to... Tailor your own path to the same end goal is so fucking clutch. <laughs> like, life is always going to fucking throw lemons at you. And pivoting is a skill <laughs> that I suggest everyone learn. And and you pivoted and found a way to make it work for you. Yeah, that's beautiful. Um, I feel like I say that's beautiful a lot. Random thought. Um, so, what about cannabis? What, 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 if any role does cannabis play in your artistry? Yeah,
1: cannabis. Um, you know, cannabis allows for a certain level of consciousness, um, and for me, like I mentioned before, how like it made me want to study psychology. Like, so my my connection with cannabis has always been a deep thinking you know type of situation <laughs> mm-hmm. so when it comes to my creativity it's like I, I, I like to consume cannabis when I write sometimes because it's just you know like it does give me a, a different perspective on how to feel about certain things as I come up with them sometimes I get new ideas I also um I like to uh, when I'm like recording Sometimes, I'll smoke when before I record sometimes just to really vibe out, like, really connect with the music so that whatever I put out and record sounds really good. Like, so it's, it plays a role in my artistry. And I like to smoke probably about an hour before a show, um, depending on what type of show. Sometimes it could be right before. It just depends. It depends on how, like, intense the show is. If it's a lot of moving parts that I got to remember, like, I got to be here, then here, then here then I'm like, okay, about an hour before the show or a half hour before the show, and then, like, I do my thing. Yeah. And then, for sure, afterwards. Cause so, it helps,
0: like, helps with the anxiety?
1: Yeah. B- mm-hmm. Yeah, but I can't, depending on, the but, but depending on how much I got to do, you right. know what I'm saying? It just depends on what time, because if I, if I use cannabis, Right before I have to do a whole bunch, I kind of freak out. I might forget my words. I might whatever. So, like, I have to time it for myself. Oh, but it's so, still a good part of my routine as I prepare.
0: So, when you, so. if you do it, like, right before, it can actually intensify your anxiety. Exactly. Right. And see, and that's why... <coughs> excuse me. That's why it's so important to be intentional or, like you said... um conscientious about your consumption because that's important information to know about yourself. Like you don't want to get up there and then be like, Oh shit, I should not have smoked this. Right. Yeah. So do you um because you are uh your voice is your tool, does mm-hmm. smoking ever like fuck with your voice or your, your throat cords or whatever? So
1: I, I'm a paper planes only type of chick.
0: I don't know what you that. You know means.
1: what I'm saying? Um, paper planes only meaning I only fly I only fly with papers. You feel me? <laughs> we only we only <laughs> we only elevate with the papers. So I did that because when I first started smoking I would use uh, like the wraps. And I have asthma. I had asthma as a me child. Too. I do. Yeah. So I my asthma got so bad and I'm like why am I having more breathing issues wait mm-hmm. hmm, it's the reps mm-hmm. so I started with papers and when I tell you I only have any type of asthma problems when I get like really sick
2: mm-hmm. but besides yeah. that
1: I'm cool I exercise I do whatever I'm cool so like the papers changed the whole Like my lungs appreciated me for doing that <laughs> And so that's why I don't ever want to, like, throw it in anybody's face. Like, you know, don't do, you know, don't smoke that, blah, blah, blah. I, I can't tell you what to do, mm-hmm. but I care for your lungs, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And I I know the difference personally. Like, I had one time, I love my friend. She's going to hit me for telling the story, but I'm <laughs> not going to say your name, friend. Okay. <laughs> but I had one friend, and um, she rolled up her papers, and she asked, like, what is it, fentanyl? and funnel, mm-hmm. fennel, whatever, mm-hmm. funnel, whatever, anyway, she adds that to it typically, and I'm like, I don't smoke tobacco, I don't do it, and she was like, oh, okay, she didn't take me seriously, <laughs> so she had rolled it up, and she added her stuff, and when I tell you like, immediately that night, like, my asthma was on 10, like, I'm glad I brought my inhaler, but it was terrible, and mm-hmm. it's like, if, so for me, I'm, because I'm so sensitive that just shows me how great of an impact that had has on my personal lungs. So I can only imagine anybody else. Right. And that's just where I come from. So anyway, paper planes only because it helps my lungs. So my breathing capacity is good. So I can still sing. My throat isn't feeling like it's burning. You feel me? But I still have to be careful about how much, you know, because it's still combustion happening. And yeah, paper planes help my voice. That's why. Mm-hmm. Love
0: that. That is a possible uh what what's it called a gem? <laughs> Forgetting words. That's a possible gem for any aspiring singers out there that maybe you try papers and that helps you not, you know, burn your throat and your mm-hmm. vocal cords. So like do you have a go-to strain for when you want to write a song yeah. or like what's your go-to strain before you perform? okay so
1: I don't have a go-to strain I have a go-to whatever I currently have <laughs> um so that's what I typically do but I will say my favorite strain of all time and I actually don't I don't know if Colexium has it or not I have to double check but my favorite strain of all time is mimosa
0: mm mm-hmm. I love mimosa it's not I wouldn't say my favorite but I would say top 10. Yeah, definitely yeah. top ten. It's a it's it's a really nice, like elevated social, and you can't beat the citrusiness. Yeah, it's I love, and then also I just love having a mimosa joint and a like actual mimosa. It it just feels right to me. Yeah,
1: it does. <laughs> I didn't realize I was going to love it. I can't even remember the first time I had it. I just knew that I got it, and I was like, yeah, this is nice. And then I got it again, I was like, oh, yeah, this is that, yeah. <laughs> and then I got it again, and I was like, this time I'm getting on purpose, and I did it, and it was just the perfect. I'm like, this is my, like, mimosa me down. Like, this yeah. is what I want, mimosa.
0: <laughs> so we know what to put in your stocking for Christmas this year.
1: Okay. That... <laughs> And listen, I don't drink very much. But white Hennessy. So just mimosa, flour, and some white Hennessy.
0: And you're good to go. I and think I've had. Man,
1: like,
0: no. <laughs> <laughs> I think I've had white Hennessy maybe once in my life. But I can't it's remember delicious. what I thought of it. My dad well, had I, got it, and he didn't want to share it because he got it when they went on a cruise. Oh, so yeah, like, it's expensive. Yeah, and he didn't want to share. I was like, just let me taste it. Why? What do you mean, why? Because who doesn't want to say they've tried white Hennessy? Like, that's the thing. We're black. That's what we love, Hennessy. Yeah. Yeah, but I can't, now the that white I Hens- think about it, I can't I can't remember what I saw because he, he literally gave me one shot.
1: <laughs> you need to have another experience with it. I'm just mm-hmm. saying because, like, it's, like I said, I'm not I smell, I don't drink for real. I don't drink often. But white Hennessy is does something to me. Mm-hmm. And I will drink that. And it is like so smooth and it's like kind of like I wanna say like sweet but smoky. It's like the most beautiful flavor ever.
0: Yeah. White Hennessy and Mimosa. I'm trying to think what alcohol would I pair with my favorite strain. Well, but my favorite strain is Tropicana cookies and that's because it helps me focus so I don't drink when I'm trying to focus. So I don't know what I would... But again, I do love mimosa and a mimosa. Like, it just I'm i am very much a matchy, matchy person so I will absolutely go make a mimosa just because I'm smoking mimosas. And because why not? So, love that. Uh, we'll have to see what what other combinations the listeners come up with, their favorite combinations of alcohol and uh, strain. I'm very interested in this now. Yes. Yeah. Um, Who would be some of your dream collabs? Like, if you could collab with anybody, who'd be on that list? If I could collab with
1: anyone, (sighs)
0: Okay, so my favorite artist is Erica Badu. Oh man. Do you know what I, I would give care. to smoke with Erica Badu?
1: Drink some tea with Erica Badu.
0: I mean, like I I'd, I'd pay you know the the meme where it said would you would you take like a million or would you go to dinner with Jay-Z? If that was Erica, I'm absolutely going to dinner because the wisdom and knowledge and just the vibe I'm sure from just being in her presence priceless. Yeah. I agree. Girl, if you do a collab with Erica Badu, I'm going to be front and center at your show.
1: You know she has a weed brand now. I just yes. come, like Erica and Miss Miss Badu. Let me come correct. Miss Badu. If you out there and you see this podcast, which I hope you do,
0: yeah, me too.
1: Please know that I'd be more than willing to be an ambassador for you, and I am rhyming too. I am not trying to, please.
0: Yes. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> we have to get this, Eric. We will absolutely both be ambassadors. Because I look, <laughs> look. I mean, you. I, matter of fact, I may even pay to go to dinner with Eric Badu. Not even may. I would. Hey, to go to dinner with Eric cause that's that's money well spent. But yeah, I think I think smoking Eric Badu's brand with Eric Badu would be like life fucking goals. <laughs> life <laughs> goals. Don't forget and we got to be burning the Eric Badu candle. Don't forget that. Okay? Yeah, cuz I really want one of them kids. Yeah, yeah, we're manifesting right now. Just in case nobody noticed, that I didn't even. Know, but I, can you? I would. Oh my god! <laughs> like everyone would know. <laughs> everyone would know, because this is life changing.
1: Okay, this part of the conversation right here, you need to post it on social media. Yeah. <laughs> Make a little real. Yes. Go viral real quick.
0: <laughs> Get it to Erica, please.
1: Please. I call her. I call her my auntie mother, cause you know how like there's a lot of times you have that one auntie that's so close that mm-hmm. that, that could be your mom too, like I don't know if I have that per se. I don't.
0: I don't. But in <laughs> Erica,
1: in yes. Miss Badu, and Eri- I'm
0: sorry. I, I let me be polite and respectful. In Miss Badu, I could see that being the auntie mother
1: yes mm-hmm. that is that is who she is to me like every all my favorite artists they have familiar roles in my mm-hmm. life they don't they may not know it
0: <laughs> but I do but I know <laughs> and it works that's all that matters it does man I that that would be a dope ass club I didn't know who you were gonna come with but you, you came with the five came with like right out the gates like mm, going to the top <laughs> mm-hmm. Um. So speaking of collabs and all that, uh, who are some people? Because you know, I know there's again so many talented people in this world and so many talented Black women. Who are a few people that you think we should listen to? Like, that are in your community. Um, give us a few few Instagram names, maybe we can we can check out.
1: Okay, so first and foremost, I want to acknowledge um, Dr. Kaya. I mentioned um, that she had Kim, a- uh, which is the Association for Cannabis Health Equity and Medicine. So she still does things on Clubhouse. They often have different meets and they give out a lot of different um, information. Um, but yeah, Dr. Kaya, you can follow um, Achem ed underscore org um if you want to follow them and um yeah and then another person I would say would be well another brand I would say would be of course Colexium cause that's yes. you know like I mentioned black woman owned in Detroit ground so that's local to me currently they're dope um also Dr. Kyle who I mentioned before I believe she's out of Texas so but still black community yes mm-hmm. And, um, let's see. Oh, and then, let me just make sure I say this right. Uh, I think it's O.G. Greens. O.Z. Greens. Yes.
0: So, um. I recognize that name. I have a friend named Zora.
1: Why. You said
0: what? I recognize that name, but I don't remember why. I think I follow her on Instagram.
1: Oh, well, yeah. She's dope. Um, my friend, her name is Zora, or Z um she has oz greens and she does different events and everything um i believe she grows as well um she just does quite a bit in the community yoga whatever like she really does a lot um there um so that's someone, and then
0: let's see any other artists music artists that you can think of whose music we should listen to
1: Oh, yeah. So, I actually have a concert in Detroit coming up. I have a lot of shows, but there's a concert in particular in Detroit that's coming up. Um, it is a R&B Vibe Fest. It's called Summer Soul. And it's me and three other artists. We've been working really hard to push each other and promote each other. Um, and so, Brittany B. Hayden. You can find her on Instagram, Brittany B. Hayden. Um... Libra of Detroit and Trio World. T R E A L W O R L D Trill World. Um, those are three artists that I'm currently, you know, collaborating with. So if you are in Detroit, August twenty seventh, four to eight, you know, make sure you get your tickets. We are also looking for sponsors. There's sponsorship levels of the booths and everything, so hit me up. Um, yeah.
0: Again with the dope events and um i will absolutely make sure to include all those handles in the show notes um so that we can make sure people have the access to some dope music and some dope ladies in the cannabis industry um i love that again you have built this community of people around you that you can pour into and also they pour into you um I, I, I can't say it enough. I firmly believe that we can take over the world together. <laughs> and so, you know, you just have to build that community. Um, what w- what advice would you give to any aspiring musicians out there before we we really head out? Um, what's a couple gems you may be able to drop for the aspiring next Lolly Moran?
1: Um, be true to yourself be true to yourself I would say that's probably the biggest thing but also really connect with your why Um, if you are ever in a situation where you're not sure what to do next or you feel like you're about to quit or whatever the case connect with your why, what your purpose is what you feel your purpose is and you know, if you're walking in your purpose then keep going, you know, and if not realign yourself (laughs) So um, that's probably the advice I have to give. Um, just be be have gratitude. That's the other thing. Just have gratitude for every step of the way, cause some of them steps look crooked and they got a hole in it. And <laughs> <laughs> you just gotta keep on strutting, baby. Just you
0: got it. Yeah, yeah. It's all a part of the process. The process is not always pretty. Not uh, at actually, all. Actually, most of the I time ain't even it's not pretty. pretty. Yeah. <laughs> But uh, the the parts that are pretty are worth the entire process, and so you just gotta keep keep on pushing. Um, I love that. I love to be true to yourself because I think that's probably the greatest advice anybody could give anybody. Um, so so many doors open and so many things get better when you're true to who you are. So. That is a wonderful piece of advice. What's coming next? What should the people look out for? Besides so, the concert um, series because I'm, I am I, I would love to see the highlights. I can't wait. Yeah.
1: That's going to be really nice. Um, so yeah, definitely stay tuned about that. Um, I have some other shows coming up so just make sure you're staying tuned to my Instagram. That's the, probably the quickest way you'll get the information um but i also will be sending some emails out about more things in the future so if you wanted to join my email list you could just go to Lollymariah.com and your life will be made easy um and then let's see what else is coming up oh september i actually plan to be moving around a little bit i wanted to hit atlanta and i also wanted to hit la but i'll be heading towards New Orleans, moving to New Orleans soon, so I'll be doing a lot of shows there. September 10th, I believe, I got a show at I can't remember the name of the venue at the moment. That is so terrible. I'll get back to you. Make sure you're on my Instagram. <laughs> but yes. I have a show with um, uh, a lot of really wonderful artists in New Orleans as well who are on the rise. Um, Keontae uh, Indies Blue, ODD, and myself, yeah, and um, yeah, it's a lot of things coming, I still got music too, but I, I'll release that as I feel like I need to release it, yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: When the timing yeah. is right, I, I again, I fully believe in timing, and yeah. you, you very are much so. very connected with your spirit, and so that'll, it'll tell you when it's like, okay now (laughs)
1: Mm
0: -hmm. love that i would i would love to see one of your shows honestly like just from watching uh the instagram videos and stuff i was like it's just like a vibe like you like i feel like your music is something that you could feel especially in a live setting so um i wish you the most success on all of your performances um before we get out of here, because I think we've like had a dope-ass fucking show here, I very much learned so much, but I also very much appreciate you coming through, uh, dropping knowledge on us, sharing your gifts with us, uh, smoking with me, as always. I love when people come in and smoke with me. Um, but before we get out of here, uh, we always wrap up the smoke sesh with a random-ass question. Uh, where's my book? Okay. So I have the random ask question list and you can pick a number between four and twenty and I will ask that question. Alright, let's do sixteen. <laughs> sixteen is what is your strangest obsession?
1: What is my strangest obsession what is my str- do I have a strange obsession no, I I'm, really don't know I'm trying to think like what do I really I don't know
0: I'm trying to think of my I think my mom would say socks but I don't know if that's really strange um but also like <laughs> it sounds really weird i know but i like the feeling of skin <laughs> like like skin to skin like i used to sit here and play with the extra skin on my dad's elbow oh yeah for hours or like uh i would rub my brother's earlobes they have really big earlobes for just hours and it's very soothing <laughs> I maybe but I also don't really like being touched. <laughs> mm. So, I don't know what that is, but I would say <laughs> I would say that's probably my strangest obsession is like the feeling of skin. That sounds so weird.
1: Hey, it is what it is. though. <laughs> <laughs> I would say for me, I don't think it's an obsession, but like I guess I obsessively think about it. So like when I was younger, I had a science teacher that explained the bathtub and, like, how bacteria grows and stuff. And ever since then, even when I clean it, I've had to stand on my tippy toes when I take a shower. (laughs) I don't, like, putting my whole foot on the ground. And I've done this since I was in high school, and I can't stop. So So (laughs) I, like, stand like a Barbie. I was going to say, so
0: you're walking around like Barbie in the shower?
1: (laughs) in the shower. (laughs) But maybe that's why
0: my legs so strong. It might justice. I mean, the grip you have to have to not fall. <laughs> like <coughs> your calves better be toned. I can barely stand on my tippy toes to like reach something <laughs> at the top of the cabinet that I can't normally get to, and you take whole ass showers. That is, I mean, you know, get your exercise in wherever you can, girl.
1: And I like long showers too.
0: Oh my God, so do I, but I could not imagine. I normally get out of the shower when my feet start to hurt. And so my feet would be hurting in two seconds if I was no, standing on my tiptoes.
1: It's nothing to me. I can't, like I literally just can't put my feet down. Like it's just, it's something that just, it's like a phobia.
0: So random, but like, are you a bath person?
1: No, unless it's like a super really nice tub.
0: Yeah. So I will I, take
1: as many showers as I need to. Uh huh.
0: It's just. I'm not a bath person. No. And and it's kind of like I'm not as bad about having my feet on the on the shower floor, but it's kind of that same thing. I'm like, you're you're sitting in a soup of your own dirt. <laughs> I have to shower before I take a bath. Exactly, and so I'm like, and by the time I finish showering, I'm ready to get out. So there ain't no bath. Like, I'm not, I, if I want to relax, I could go lay on my bed. Yeah. Mm. So I do understand the... I don't know if it's necessarily logic, but I understand the thought process behind not wanting your feet on the, on the, on the ground because that's how I feel about showers. I mean, baths. But that's definite uh, commitment on your end because uh, your calves have to be top-notch yeah
1: they're pretty strong
0: (laughs) (laughs) you've been building them (laughs) so there you go that's hilarious yeah and to not slip i think that's really what gets me is to not fall every time you take a shower like that i have a phobia of like falling in the shower like Random again, but I've never had sex in a shower because I'm so scared of falling. <laughs> like I, that just sounds like a recipe for disaster. I'm gonna oh, fall. I'm gonna bust my head on the faucet. Then I'm gonna end up in the ER and having to tell. You ever seen Sex Sent Me to the ER? That's gonna be me because I got a knot on my forehead because I didn't fail. <laughs> mhm. Mhm. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs>
1: I hope you are able to overcome that at some point because, you know, that, that is a nice little
0: intimate space. P- that's know? what people tell me. They're like, you're missing out, girl. And I'm like, you might be right, but I am terrified. I'm, I'm not true. even going to be able to enjoy it because I'm so scared I'm going to fall. <laughs> I can barely, <laughs> I can barely keep myself upright when I'm in there by myself. You want to introduce a whole new person? This doesn't sound safe.
1: Well, you know when you said that, the first thing that came to my head was like, at first I was afraid. I will <laughs>
0: <survive."> <laughs> yes, I am.
1: I will survive. <laughs> I will
0: survive. That's exactly what I'm going to be saying as they roll me into the ER with a busted forehead. I will survive. I will survive this. Yep. Mhm. Mhm. I believe that. <laughs> that is hilarious yeah i don't know that (laughs) i've told many people that before but here we go all on the now it's out to the world uh i know that there's someone out there who has had sex in the shower and fell and busted their head so they understand the fear (laughs) um (laughs) that is that is strange but again i get it i fully get it Um, I want to say thank you again. This has been absolutely amazing. I am pretty fucking high. I had a great time talking to you. And I think you are a very, uh, interesting and spiritual soul. And yeah, I think continue to do the music thing. Continue to follow your wanderlust and, you know, find, you know, travel to all the places and do all the things. Because I would love to live vicariously through your Instagram stories. That's not a problem for me at all. (laughs) So, yeah. um, I think that this sums up another episode of Bluntly Black Girls. Uh, Once again, Lolly, thank you. And you want to tell the people where they can find you?
1: Yeah. So... (laughs) You can find me at The Lolly Mariah. And I say The because I'm extra, but it's spelled like The T H E. Lolly, L O L L Y Mariah. M A R I A H. You can find that on any social media platform pretty much. And then you can go on Spotify or Tidal or wherever you listen to music and look up Lolly Mariah. You can go to lollymariah.com. You can go to the Phoenix 360 app and, you know, download a Lolly Mariah app if you would like or, you know, do that. It's a lot of different ways, but just look up Lolly Mariah and I promise you will find me
0: yeah, somewhere. That's, that's, <laughs> she said Google me and Google you Google me, baby. Yes. Uh-huh. I love that. I love that energy. And um, are, you said the because I'm extra. That's my life. Like mm-hmm. I like you need to know I am the jasmine, yes. Okay. swing swing my hair that I don't have? Okay. No, I'm
1: saying
0: yes. It's all
1: the of energy that. you got the energy though just swing the little energy you know.
0: Yeah, like I, I what tell you, big Leo energy is my season. So I'm saying it again. Uh, okay, period. Yes. And um, you guys can follow us at Bluntly Black Girls on IG and Bluntly blk's Girls on Twitter. Visit the website, www.bluntlyblackgirls.com, for more podcast episodes and to order your intentional highness box set. Comments, rate, subscribe. If you are an aspiring musician, singer, songwriter, and you want to talk to uh, Lolly Mariah, please send us a message. As I always say, don't be a weirdo, but definitely talk to us. We want to build community, especially with like-minded people who know that uh, black women are going to take over the world. It's not an if, but a when. And so if you're part of that that community, like yeah, you know, reach out. Talk to us. Um, let us know what you think about the episode. Any comments or questions for me or my guest today, hit us up. Smoke a blunt, drink your water, and fuck what anybody got to say about being a bluntly black girl. And we're out.